So each month, there's a window of time when it's optimum for a woman to get pregnant. It's a series of factors, and one of them is endometrial receptivity. So how can you learn when this window is and what are these factors? Well, we're going to find out with Dr. Aaron Lewis, a board-certified reproductive endocrinologist at Reproductive Science Center of San Francisco Bay's Orinda facility. This is Fertile Edge, a podcast by Reproductive Science Center of San Francisco Bay. I'm Bill Klaproth. So, Dr. Lewis, what is endometrial receptivity? Endometrial receptivity is a concept that came about when, you know, we were trying to place embryos back into the uterus and trying to find the right timing and the most success. So there is an idea that there is a correct time for an embryo to be present in the uterine cavity to achieve successful implantation. And it's referred to as the phase of receptivity or window of implantation. Initially, it was thought to be only three days long, um, and this is basically in the mid-luteal part of a woman's cycle. Other studies have shown the window of implantation can be as long as six-day period in the luteal phase. And most women attain endometrial receptivity in the very mid-luteal phase, so, you know, seven days after their ovulation uh, happens. So it would be good for a woman to know exactly, though, when this is. Is that right? It would be good um, in terms of IVF. Um, it's, it's, a, it's basically a test you can do prior to your embryo transfer to make sure that the endometrium is receptive to that embryo. Okay, gotcha. So then that leads us right into this test. It's called an endometrial receptivity array test. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, so the ERA test is an analysis of the endometrium. You may know the endometrium lines the uterine cavity. And again, it's receptive at a very specific time point. So a little bit about this ERA test. There are some studies that predate this test, and I'd like to explain those a little bit. Mm -hmm. So prior to the ERA test, we actually biopsied the endometrium and looked under the microscope to make sure it was ready for an embryo. And we could see if it was out of phase or in phase. This grew out of favor due to the subjective nature of reviewing um, an endometrium under the microscope and also inconsistent results. And so the ERA test came about, you know, in about 2012-2013, the initial uh, publications came about, and it utilizes the molecular signature of the endometrium to assess development instead of looking under a microscope, which is subject to, um, you know, uh, intervariable readings mm -hmm. between two people. The biopsy samples reported as either pre-receptive or post-receptive, and this um, test consists of a customized analysis containing 238 genes that that are differentially expressed in the endometrium. And then what patients would benefit from an endometrial receptivity array test? So the initial studies looking at the ERA test um, uh, focused on women with recurrent implantation failure, which implies failure of a good quality embryo to implant more than once, um, especially if they had genetically tested embryos that were cr chromosomally normal but failed to implant. Um, the early studies showed that women with recurrent implantation failure were more likely to have an out-of-phase ERA test, meaning um, either post- or pre-receptive. And so um, other studies have shown that there's a benefit in the ER testing in women with recurrent implantation failure. Um, 
you know, and there's no statistically robust benefit, but it definitely shows a trend towards benefit that doing this test in, in women who have had implantation failure might improve um, pregnancy rates. In addition to recurrent implantation failure, um, there's also this idea of why not test every woman with an ERA prior to an embryo transfer to make sure that we're, we're putting the embryo in at the right exact time. A 2016 study looked at this and they did find a higher pregnancy rate per transfer if an ERA was done, looking at 85.7% versus 60.8%, although the ongoing pregnancy rate was similar. So the debate is still out there whether doing a pretest um, ERA um, prior to an embryo transfer is is applicable to all women. Um, we're waiting for further studies. There's going to be a large randomized trial that will be coming out, um, hopefully in the next couple of years, that will uh, you know provide us answers to these questions. Okay, so besides the ERA test, are there other tests available? to test the endometrium to make sure it is ready for implantation? Yes. Um, so, you know, a lot of the other tests um, are looking at inflammatory factors, and there's also thought to be um, a role in inflammation in having embryos not take or not not um, implant correctly. Um, so, one of these tests um, is called Receptiva. It's very new. It's newer than the ERA test. And it's based on an overexpression of a protein um, in women with endometriosis, and it's thought, you know, to cause inflammation. Um, and so, treatment is recommended if you have a positive test, and uh, through surgery for endometriosis, or actually using a drug called. Lupron to stop your period for about three months. This is very new and we haven't implemented it yet at our center, but these are kind of tests on the horizon. Um, and then there is also the idea that chronic inflammation can just uh, affect implantation. Um, and this is doing a biopsy of the um, endometrium, looking under the microscope and seeing if there's any inflammatory markers and then treating um, the patient if they do have inflammatory markers. Um, you know, it's debatable whether these tests will become routine treatment, um, but I think these are all things that we think about when patients don't have embryos implanted. And then lastly, Dr. Lewis, I'm just curious about what is involved in an ERA test. How long does it take and how soon can someone expect results? An ERA test basically um, is a biopsy um, on the day that we would typically do an embryo transfer. There's different types of um, embryo transfer cycles for frozen embryos. Um, there's medicated cycles as well as natural cycles. And typically it involves the medicated cycles about two weeks of being on estrogen therapy, um, and then six days of progesterone. And then on the sixth day of progesterone, which is thought to be the optimal window of implantation for most women, that's when we would do the biopsy. Um, in natural cycles, we use a patient's own ovulation. And so six days after ovulation, that's when we would do the biopsy. Um, so it is about 20... 20 days after they start their period that they would we would perform the test for either regimen. Really informative, Dr. Lewis. Thank you for your time. To get connected with Dr. Lewis or another physician, please visit rscbayarea.com. 
That's rscbayarea.com. And if you found this podcast helpful, please share it on your social channels and check out our entire podcast library for topics of interest to you. This is Fertile Edge, a reproductive science center of San Francisco Bay podcast. I'm Bill Klaproth. Thanks for listening.